Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, we're once again at the start of a brand new month. It's finally November, and we're on the cusp of a brand new console generation and brand new hardware. November seems to be packed full of some some big hitters, but overall, especially compared to last month, not as many smaller games. But once again, I'm joined this month by my professor's assistant, Mr. Alex O'Neill. How's it going, Alex? It is... Oh, it's going so good, Scott. I'm so stoked. <laughs> I'm just pumped with energy right now. So excited. Mm-hmm. I know. It's... It's hard to believe we're finally at this point, and it's and it's also hard to believe that we really didn't know anything about these systems like two and a half months ago. When we started doing these, we had yeah. no idea. <laughs> no idea. We had no idea what like we had. We knew what the Xbox would look like. <laughs> the <Yeah>. end. <laughs> wow, what a crazy, crazy year! But uh, we, as usual, let's start by what RPGs have you been playing this month? This past month. Alex? Um, so the big one I've been doing a lot of grinding in uh, in is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles HD. Um, been do- we, Scott got here on other Scott, on the, the IPP. Uh, he and I have been like doing a co-op playthrough together. Um, and we talked about it kind of when that game came out, uh, I think, or we talked around it uh, on this show, I think. Um, but it's definitely not ideal. It's not ideal to what it was uh, in the original game, and and you have to kind of replay levels over and over again if you want to like truly play through the whole game with someone else. But you know, Scott and I just like the game, so we've just been doing it's that. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And and what I've been inspired by seeing like how much just natural grinding is in that game, just by you know what it is and and how you play mm-hmm. it. Um, with with friends is I made seven other characters. I made like I made a full roster. Um, yeah. One of each. Well, that's what you have to do to populate your village. Yeah, that's what I was like in all the shops. It was when I was when we because Scott and I started up year three is what we're on like canonically now. Um, and when I was like going back through my town, getting started for for the year and stuff before we did the next dungeon, I was like, man, you know, it, I it is kind of a bummer to see all these empty houses. So I once I just made the characters alone um, and like a, a true RPG, mm-hmm. RPG nerd I was like looking up I made like one of each gender of, of each race right so mm-hmm. uh, one and one basically and I like looked up like male clavat names <laughs> or like good selkie names and so mm-hmm. and I like had very I RP'd very hard for <laughs> these like the, these eight villagers that are on my caravan um, but once I had like all of them populated out, it was definitely a, a jollier vibe. And, and so I've been just um, between Scott and I haven't done our next session yet, but I've been like leveling up and just grinding as a mm-hmm. rando jumping into other people's games um, for artifacts and stuff with all these other characters trying to get them up to snuff for year three. Uh, it's been fun, you know. It, it's a good like yeah. I'm gonna throw in a podcast, 
listen to like oh it's perfect for that it's it's I I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here just so it's I, it's said somewhere I, I really think Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is like one of my favorite video game soundtracks from the 2000s era mm-hmm. um, and like it's I definitely have felt that way in the past but I you know it is such a niche game that I've only played in in very rare circumstances throughout my life that I, I don't really get to hear it but the level musics the overworld the the themes and stuff are just absolutely stellar and I. I love, I love the soundtrack to that game. It's so good. I love the uh, celebration track that plays at the end of each year. Yeah. When you come home, it's just so jolly and so happy. Yeah. Um, And everyone dancing around. Like, I'll literally just leave that playing in the background while I'm finishing or doing things. Um, Yeah, so much of that music is is just bubbly, you know. It it just puts a smile on your face. And it, it is kind of like... This is definitely, like, giving it too much credit, (laughs) but, like, I love that juxtaposition of knowing that this world is, like, literally full of death. Like, it is is not a safe place to be at any point without, you know, a caravan or or these specifics and special travelers that are are kind of sanctioned to do it. And and just thinking about how jolly and upbeat and and everything is in that game in contrast to that kind of overarching theme, it's cool. It's a cool, it's a cool game. Do you have a main character that you play? Like, what's your main one that you're playing with other Scott? Yeah, I, I got my the first character that I made, and, and I just had her through um, the first three years. And that's like a, a female Selkie, which is like the... They've kind of... They're, they're mm-hmm. a more attack-focused, more, like, dexterous uh, yeah. attackers, melee attackers. But I really like yeah, my... um, the, the little teens, the little guys with the spears. Mm-hmm. They're dope. I, uh, my main character, I'm on year five, and my main is a, a male sel- Selkie. Uh, nice. That's what I played in the original one, and that's what I've been playing the, playing in my games. So it's, it's just fun. super funny because Scott and I just blindly both picked female Selkies. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. jo- we jo- Different ones, luckily not the same. It would be way funny if it was the same one. Um, different ones, but we joined out. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> not a lot of diversity on this team. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... It's it's fun and like you mentioned it's it's a great kind of just mindless grind grind game that mm-hmm. you can do. Um, yeah, that it's I a, that I very much appreciate. It's fun. It, you know, it may I should probably shouldn't treat it as mindlessly as I do sometimes. I'm kind of like spacing out when I play it and just like because mm-hmm. I you sometimes will just match with people that are so overpowered and they're just like crushing, just crushing. So I, I don't really have mm-hmm. to do stuff in those cases. I'm just kind of spacing like oh I should follow the chalice. Um, yeah. but, but it is fun, even in spite of that. Um, some other stuff that I've been playing, uh, Hades. Have you heard of Hades? That's the thirsty game, right? Yeah, everyone's thirsting for Zagreus, <laughs> myself included, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, the uh, art in that game is fantastic. Yeah, and it's, you know. Absolutely fantastic. It's so great that, like, Pyre, I, I'm, we're going to talk about Pyre a little bit, but, uh, Pyre also had, like, really great art, but I, I definitely... I am glad to see people appreciating Supergiant and their their specific style. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I talked about Hades yesterday on stream a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, how are you? How, what do you feel about Hades? I like it. I think uh, I haven't turned on God mode yet. I haven't beaten it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to the double fight with the bull and the gladiator or whatever. Yeah, Theseus. Um, I've yeah, I've raised quit that. Uh, that fight a bunch um uh, but that's as far as i've gotten uh 
in terms of escaping, but I like it. I think the combat's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy the bow the most, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, that was the first one I gravitated to yeah. as well. Um, but no, I think it deserves a lot of the praise that it's gotten. Um, and I hope this kind of introduces a lot of people to the roguelike genre, because I'm a big fan of roguelikes. So um, I think it's done a lot. I think it it's an incredibly well-made game. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I've played a lot of it. Uh, we talked, uh, Mike was streaming Destiny, uh, the day before recording this and we were, um, what should be archived, this conversation people can go find if they want to, but, uh, um, I, I was kind of talking about more of the end game stuff. I've, I've finished Hades, like rolled credits as in, um, there's, there's kind of like a completion point, um. Which, which is really nice. I like. I, I was kind of surprised. It felt like uh, when, you, when you play through the game and, and kind of complete a run of, of the underworld, uh, it definitely, it's cool how it kind of almost feels like you've only hit the halfway point of the narrative. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and things do change and, and like new options. Like there, there's other like side quests and stuff that are going on that you can kind of interact with in addition to, to the main narrative. Um, oh, very cool. Which is cool, yeah. Like, um, like I don't know if you've met Orpheus yet, the the, the singer guy. Yeah. Um, but like he has a whole side quest that you do with him. Um, that's totally separate from the narrative, and it, it's you do it by deepening the bond that you have with that character, and and then like a kind mm-hmm. of related character, and and as you get both those relationships up, they'll ask you to to talk to as Zagreus kind of message back and forth between one another, and and there's a lot of Pretty much all the, the the side quests kind of function like that, I think, to some extent. Sometimes it's like you have to go fight a boss, or you have to go do this, um, or you have to beat a boss with a specific weapon. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like hidden stuff in there, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, once you kind of finish it, like there's just like this broadening of the gameplay that that is so so deep <laughs> in a way mm-hmm. that, that I, I'm so kind of surprised by. Uh, I guess, like, I'm not surprised by it. It's super giant. It's just they, they've never done anything quite like this. Yeah. Um, on a mechanical level, at least, I, I think probably Transistor is, is a lot like this, but that's the game that I, I did not get into. But Bastion definitely had, like, kind of a, a ceiling to a lot of it. There, there were challenges for each weapon, and that was kind of it. Um, mm-hmm. This is, like... Well, you've, you've got these eight gods or whatever that all have their own kind of unique flavor, and you've got these six weapons that all have four different forms and the kind of, and each form has its own hook. And one of those hooks probably ties well together with a specific God. And once mm-hmm. you, once you find that synergy, it just changes. Like, like I, I've, I was amazed that cause I, I was not having a great time with it. I was kind of right where you're at. I died, I think for the 20th time or 15th time to Asterius and Theseus at the end of Elysium. And I was like, "All right, I'm turning on God mode. If if I don't, I will no longer be having fun." Um, and and I honestly did not look back. <laughs> um, and had you know beat the game eventually and got through to like my fifteenth win now or whatever. So uh, just mm-hmm. being able to like I, I'm happy that you know that that mode just kind of enabled me to to be able to see the the really cool mechanical synergy that like spider webs throughout this whole game and, and how intricate it is so I think it's worth it it's worth seeing through it's a cool game yeah yeah yes it is yes it is 
Um, and you've also been playing Pyre. I'm not familiar with this one, so yeah, it's, I haven't played it. Pyre is, is definitely more, I would think, I would say it's, I haven't played that much Transition, but I would say it's kind of the most RPG of, of Supergiant's game. Um, there, mm-hmm. You know, there are skill trees in this one that, that level up at the very least. It's, um if, if you've not heard of it, it, it was Supergiant Games game before Hades um, that I think it's it might still only be on PS4. It might be on Xbox One, but uh, but I'm sure it's on PC as well. But um, but Pyre is like a visual novel, um, but it's also mixed with this kind of like, it, it's very decision-driven like uh, Darkest Dungeon or Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. Um with that visual novel flair, and then the the kind of action of the <clears> game <throat> is like this three v three sport. <laughs> um, it's it's <laughs> I, it's not really a sport. It's like an action. I mean, I guess it's a sport. You're getting a ball and you're putting it in a in a goal. So, uh, but it, it it's got a lot of intricacies and, and cool mechanics to it. And there are different like races. Like there are tree mm-hmm. people and, and harpies and dog people and worm people. Like very cool diverse uh world that they build with it um and going back to it like it just playing hades i was like man i i know everybody loves hades but pyre was cool so i was like i want to, i want to go back and revisit see if it's still cool and just like it's like a rich high quality wine scott like for an rpg guy mm-hmm. i would just say for you like take if you can take two hours block it out Put on headphones. Don't listen to any podcast or anything. Just like drown yourself in Empire, because this, okay. this is what I did. And I, I know this sounds, this might sound insane. We'll see. <laughs> um, but if you just kind of like any anyone who loves RPGs and world building and stuff like Lord of mm-hmm. the Rings and, and stuff that that feels like just fantastical in in a crazy way, like just take a minute. If you've never heard of Pyre, don't don't look up anything about it. Put on headphones, sit yourself, and just play through. Like to get to the point where the game really changes, it's like four hours, you know. So it's mm-hmm. not very long. So just play. I would say play two hours and then see if you want to kind of power through to the to the real turning point. But like the way narrative and character and all these things unfold in that game, I think it's just masterful. And I don't want to ruin it. Like honestly, I just. <laughs> <laughs> just play it it's it's like the way it surprised me was just astounding i, I loved it so yeah and going back to it you I, had me sold i'm like god damn this world i i'm like fully <laughs> in this world immediately um, it's pretty much on everything right again i think it's only on ps4 and pc um, okay I, I know it's not on switch um but it might be on xbox okay I will. I will have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's just, oof, it, it's just like a very heavy lore, you know, right mm-hmm. in your face. But like, it tells it in a way like kind of like a Brandon Sanderson novel. If you ever read one of those, it, yeah. it kind of reminds. Oh, big me. fan of Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, oh, he's that, his next book is coming out in November. I've not been able to get through his first book because I'm terrible at reading. But what I experienced of it was phenomenal, and, and uh, like the the main one, the the, the Twilight Archive. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's phenomenal and the way like yes. it's, it just feels like this rich like deep mm-hmm. like every character is clearly a human that lives you know like that kind of like matt mercer yeah. level of like holy shit like that's exactly yeah. the vibe pyre gives and there's just nothing like it it's like a fine wine very cool i'm sorry very i've, I've cool. talked forever though scott what, what no. have you been playing 
no, uh, I've been dabbling in some Hades as well, and for a little bit I was in a big Ogre Battle mood, so I was playing playing some of uh, Ogre Battle 64 on the Wii U and mm-hmm. some of the March of the Black of the Queen March of the Black Queen on Super Nintendo, the original one. But the game that I spent the most time playing in the past month. Yes. My my game of the year. Game of the decade, probably. This is like your end game, dude. It, uh, <laughs> it, in in so many ways, is it like Avengers Endgame? And uh, but Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Four. Uh, I covered it for us. I reviewed it. Got it early in October, first week of October. Ooh, and wow! Then spent yeah, good, good lead time uh, on that. Yeah, um, which is good because I sank 90 plus hours into the game so yeah, far. This also tells um, people how much I pay attention <laughs> like to things. Uh, this is my bad. It, it's uh, this it's game, good. man. I read your review. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And um, it blew me away and I had all sorts of feelings and when credit, the credits roll, this isn't a spoiler, but the credits roll and like the last thing you see is just a like a anime sky kind of thing like blue sky puffy white clouds and just the saga of trails of cold steel has come to its conclusion at, at this point i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally and it's yes. like but the story may still continue somewhere someday and then it Aww. leaves you with this oh, little... and it's just like oh it's so good and That's granted we know that and granted we know that there's already more games coming not of cold steel but uh in hajimari no kaseki that's already out in japan and that has some of the characters but it's this giant connected world um and it blew me away uh this this isn't just the the finale of the cold steel series right this is what what other kind of franchises tie into this um um it's far from being the conclusion. It's the mm-hmm. biggest uh, crossover, I guess. It it culminates a lot of the stuff that happened and brings together characters and storylines from the the first saga in Liberal of Trails in the Sky, mm-hmm. um, first chapter, second chapter, and the third, um, and then the Crossbell arc, which hasn't gotten an official U.S. release yet, but is fan translated of Trails to Zero and Trails to Azure which takes place in Crossbell. And then Trails of Cold Steel kind of ends this clump, I would almost say, of Got everything. It. But those uh, are the, the different, s- yeah. mini, I guess, mini-series. I don't know if the, the Trails of Azure, if that's connected to the other one. Um, yeah. Uh, Azure and Zero kind of take place between uh, the Sky Games and Cold Steel Games, which with some of the stuff happening concurrently with Cold Steel 1 and 2 in Azure, I want to say. Um, but no, seeing characters from Trails in the Sky come over and help out the party, like, you you really get the sense of how big of a uh, of issue is going on, like, how big of a deal everything that's going on right now in Cold Steel 4 is for not only the characters that you've spent three games with at that point in Cold Steel, mm-hmm. but the surrounding nations. So yeah. seeing and what's crazy, and this is every I feel like every game series that has an interconnected world would dream 
of being able to pull it off as well as Falcom has done with the Trails series. Wow. Um, the, like, NPCs are named, and there were characters like a delivery guy that gave you a side quest in Trails of Cold Steel 1. Just kind of a, just a whatever kind of NPC quest. He had, it was like his first day on the job and he couldn't find or deliver packages fast enough. Fast forward, I meet the same guy in Cold Steel 4, and he references back to the side quest I did back in Cold Steel 1. That's a deep cut. That's for the real fans. It's, yeah, <laughs> and like characters and stuff, or even side quest givers from Trails in the Sky and stuff are brought up and mentioned. And it's this interconnected world that feels like it's lived in and has evolved and... Uh, it's, it blew me away and like Nomura would Nomura can't touch like a fraction of what they've been able to complete here and the teases for the future of the series like there's this there was such a payoff at the end of this game but it teases is like yeah that was pretty big deal but we got this whole other thing going on and that and even throughout this game, it's mentioned kind of in passing that other big characters from the other series are in, in other regions of the continent dealing with other big things that are happening. Interesting. So you already know that those will be referenced or you'll find out more about those in future games. So it's just like, ah, oh, I, I need these. I just, I need all the Trails games. And honest, at this point, the Trails, Legend of Heroes Trails series is right up there at the same level as Final Fantasy Tales for me, Kingdom Hearts. Damn. That's the, awesome. It's mind-blowing how good these games are. Do, uh, do we know who, like, the the kind of big guy, like, the Kevin Feige of Falcom is? Like, that, that that's kind of, like, making sure all these things are connected? And I don't. I don't we should, know we need to find We need to find this person, and we need to talk to them. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah, um, it, it's cool. I mean, like, I read your review, which is great, and it's super... You also, like, made sure to talk about, like, the, the full breadth of kind of the problems with it, too. Um, mm-hmm. Without fear, and I, I very much appreciate it. As an editor, I was very proud. Um, but I, I, I appreciated it at the, the kind of top of that review. You're like, listen, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna level with you. I'm gonna talk to you like you're playing these games because, really, you shouldn't be playing this game if you're not already playing the, these games. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated that. And I definitely, because we were talking a little bit about um, Spelunky before we started recording. And I, I, I know the the need to kind of want to just have that open conversation with someone who's on the same level as that. Yeah. At this point, because these games are so connected, like even if you hadn't played Cold Steel 1 and 2, to really get anything out of Cold Steel 4, you need to have played Cold Steel 3. So... Mm-hmm so much of it behaves and is brought directly over because there's only maybe about a two-week period between the very end of Cold Steel 3 and the beginning of Cold Steel 4. So things aren't dramatically changed around. So, and like you said, I didn't want to try and dumb it down for someone who hadn't played this series before and tiptoe around that because people... You shouldn't be playing this game. (laughs) Yeah, you haven't been playing this game. It's like, and that's what I say, it's like, don't don't read this like just go play the games yeah you won't so um i felt like i had to do it no i i appreciate it had to do it that way i I, i'm with you like 
I think it's it's one thing to do it with like a Final Fantasy or even a Kingdom Hearts. I, I think I think, mm -hmm. but definitely something like this that that feels like a kind of end game to an Infinity War, like picking up right after type deal. Mm -hmm. Like I, I get it. You just kind of have to like level with people and be like, listen, <laughs> this has got to be what yeah. it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm very happy for you. Yes. You earned this this Trails of Cold Steel. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did, Every and I'm so anxious for you to get around to play these games someday and us yes. to nerd up out because it's like this game gave me more shivers than like cold like kingdom hearts 3 did like just the goosebumps and the shivers and the things like like the holy shit what just happened moments it it's fantastic yeah i probably can't commit to the the other ones the, oh yeah. in the sky the trails in the sky one but cold steel i i definitely get the appeal mm-hmm um, cool. Do we but yeah, to... we're here to we're here to talk about November games. Yes. Uh, like honestly, we, we're so passionate about this genre that we could literally just have an entire episode where we talk about games we played. But that's not the point of the monthly syllabus. We are here to let you know, dear viewer, listener, listener, you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, what RPGs are on the horizon for the next month that you should be aware of? Big so month. Let's get it. Big big month. <laughs> if you thought Not that that conversation was long, uh, I feel like we're, uh, gonna, we're gonna get. Yeah, this next stuff. month's gonna be next month's gonna be a, a heavy one as well. But this month, starting off on November third, the day uh, that Civil War Two might break out in the United States, we don't mm -hmm. know. We'll see. Uh, our lone savior is going to be Bakugan, champ champions of Vestoria. 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 Uh, this was the Destroya. the the game that nearly tanked Nintendo's popularity, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was after a Zelda, um, or Smash or something like a press event, or not like a mini direct or something, focusing a game, and they teased us like, "Oh, there's going to be another game revealed at the end," and it turned out to be Bakugan. Uh, yeah, but it's like these little marble. Uh, creatures that you roll out and then they turn into monsters and then you battle them. Uh, I was a bit old for this when the whole property came out, so I don't know too much about this uh, outside of you have little marble monsters that fight each other. Um, but yeah, this is coming to Switch. Do you have any experience with the Bakugan franchise, Alex? I really don't, and like... I'm always like embarrassingly like old man like I'm always getting Bakugan and Beyblades mixed up. So every time I like mm -hmm. see Bakugan and it's like just two monsters fighting each other, I'm like, where's the the spinners? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like a like a total just grandpa. So yeah, that's about as much as I know about Bakugan. I don't even know. Are they like is it just Pokemon? I don't know, like they come in like little marbles you roll and there's like lore and they fit in like a french bulldog's mouth apparently i'm on the website right now oh. and it's just the bakugan's universe 12 years have passed since the great collision the event that once captivated the world's attention now seems like a distant dream but today the planet is awakening and the era of bakugan is here so jeez it's you have baku gear um, and you can power up your Bakugan with all new upgrades like Baku called Baku Gear, like cannon, axes, wings, and more to boost 
old and new Bakugan alike for bigger, for a bigger Bakugan brawl. But they're like these spring-activated little monsters that are in little balls. Yeah, but then they come out and turn into giant monsters, I guess. Yeah, in the in the new video game, that's what happens. Which is cool. I, yeah. I, I'm completely indifferent to Bakugan. Mm-hmm. It's like, if this is your jam, then I hope it's good for you. If you're a Bakugan fan, you probably know about this game. If you're not a Bakugan fan, I don't know if this will appeal to you. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but watch some trailers. I mean, it could be a surprise hit. I mean, it has yeah. Nintendo's backing, so I'm not going to poo-poo it. Yeah, it's, it's not it, it for could me. Be, um, it could be cool, though. It could be like a looter Pokemon game. That's that's kind of what it sounds like, where you, you have different bits yeah. of loot that you equip your little monsters. So. Diablomon. Diablomon. There you go. Give it a try. We don't know if it's actually like Diablomon. That's just yeah, based this, off this of is our a complete guess. expectations or suspicions. But you know what? Let us know. Is it like Diablomon? Please, someone tell me what Bakugan's like. I honestly want to know. <laughs> <coughs> Next up on November 5th, also for Nintendo Switch, is the, the mobile RPG Seven Nights Time Wanderer is making its Nintendo Switch debut. Uh, this is a spin-off story, I guess, uh, set in the same world as the mobile game Seven Nights. And you play as Vanessa, the eighth member of the Seventh Nights, and magic instrument Sandy take off for an adventure through time and space. So, Trying to remember if this is one of the anime ones that Tony played and talked about on the podcast. But... It's pretty anime. Yeah. Probably not. I, I feel like Azure Lane was, was the main one, so... Yeah. Uh, the story synopsis of this is Vanessa falls into a mysterious place and opens her eyes in darkness. She encounters the legendary magic tool Sandy that has awakened from its seal and discovers she's grown herself into an adult by going through a leap in time. Determined to find her way back to her own time and dimension, Vanessa ventures through different times and dimensions with Sandy. She meets new friends along the way and faces new challenges with them, not knowing she'll stumble into a vile plot that might forever upturn her world. She needs to find the time crystal in each dimension to keep herself from being trapped and lost in time forever. To find her way home and save her friends, Vanessa embarks on a grand adventure through time. So cool. Cool. It's got like a uh, turn-based RPG, it looks like. And real-time turn-based battles. That, that's an oxymoron. Real-time turn-based. Yeah, that's very like. I'm trying to wrap my head around that statement. Real-time turn-based. I don't think there's any way to wrap your head around that that statement. Maybe it's like there's some other stuff going on in separate areas that's real-time, and the the battle that you're fighting is turn-based. That's my best guess. The only thing I can, I guess, I could kind of like, is if kind of like a Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie profile where when you take your turn you hit a button and your uh, characters attack. Yeah, like, like you're vulnerable. Like a, yeah, like a Valkyrie profile or Valkyria uh, Chronicles. In, indivisible. Yeah. Or in, uh, maybe something like that. That's the only thing I can imagine for what real-time turn-based means, but yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. Sounds kind of interesting. I think it's a a budget game. I think it's like 15, 20 bucks, something like that. Coming out on Switch. 
So if you're a fan of the Seven Nights mobile RPG, give it a give it a check out. Let us know how it is. Yeah, another one. I'm very like at a left field for so. Yeah, um, it's got some cool art. I dig the art to it. I guess you'll have 15 playable characters. So, and you can compose a team of five characters out of 15. So hmm. cool. Um, now a game that you and I both know a bit more about because we demoed it way back when at PAX East is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin is releasing on PS4, Switch, and PC on November 10th in North America and November 20th in Europe. Uh, yeah, now this, this is a game we were both pretty impressed by when we, we played the demo. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely very into uh, everything but the voice acting in this game. Um... <laughs> and yeah, it's been around for a long time, from what I understand. It's definitely been uh, in development for a very long time. It's, mm -hmm. it's finally coming out. Um, <laughs> and this is one I know the the homie Brian Novichin Jackson very much looking forward to as yeah. well. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to to play it. It's apparently very uh, Metroidvania. It kind of reminded me of not the art style, but but mechanically and and somewhat visually of, of like a Muramasa or, or Vanillaware yeah. style game or of that, that kind of traditional Japanese style game. Mm -hmm. uh, but in 3D. Um, and the, I thought it looked pretty good. I, I played it on both Switch and PS4 and it looked considerably better on PS4. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, it was not like offensive on Switch. It looked good. Yeah. Uh, it's got a cool like uh, farming simulator aspect to it too to help yeah. uh, boost. We didn't get to check that out. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm curious about it. It's it seems like you've got like a town that you're maybe taking mm -hmm. care of to some extent, but it's it's yeah. also got this really sick like a grappling hook mechanic with your scarf that's just like, you can kind of zip around in, in a really yeah, satisfying. way. It felt way. very good. Yeah, and it was incorporated really well into combat as well. Yeah, a lot of combos you could do with that thing, which is cool. Yes. So yeah, um, I'm I'm anxious to try it. I I don't know when I'll get around to it. Yeah, but, that's because uh, there's a lot. A good question. There's a lot right now. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we'll we'll get to it. But yeah, uh, eventually it's on my to playlist. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so give Sakuna of Rice and Ruin a check out. Uh, when it comes out November 10th uh, in North America, same day as the Xbox Series X and S releases, and November 20th in Europe. Okay. Now, a game you're super stoked for, and our Mr. Mike Burgess is even more so psyched for, the Destiny 2 Beyond Light expansion yes. releases on November 10th. Finally, the darkness yes. is here. Yes. Uh, yeah, very exciting. Um, you know, you and I have, have talked kind of extensively about how if, if you are not in Destiny 2 right now, this is... A difficult conversation for me to have with you. I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able yeah. to sell you on Destiny 2 now at this point. If you were not, no, like I I still have it installed on my PlayStation 4. I still play it from time to time, but it's just like it's so intimidating to try and jump in. Yeah, like yet yeah, last night uh, when Mike was streaming, you guys were talking about different characters coming by, and it was like all the names and terms and things you guys were throwing out there. I was like, I have, I can't follow, yeah. but I know this is when I'm off in my corner, howl, uh, howling about, uh, rivalries and divine knights and, uh, Calvert and Erebonian and all my trails lingo. 
It's like, oh, this is what they feel like. It's like, I, uh, that, that sounds cool. I'm happy you're really stoked for it. I don't know what <laughs> all this means, but rock on, dude. To um, your credit, though, you, you don't do that because you've, like, <laughs> you you avoid that very uh, courteously to to us. And, uh, yeah, we, we definitely got into a bit of a lore hole. I think, like, my hope, we haven't seen it, but, you know, my hope is that the, the campaign for Beyond Light, it is it feels comfortable for someone to kind of, like, get caught up on what's going on. We, we don't mm-hmm. know exactly how they're going to present it. Um, and, and the thing is, like, the diehard people want it to, to kind of appeal to them, and, and they're, they're caught yeah. up, and they know what's going on. It's just hard to say, like, okay, well, if you've never played Destiny before, how do you jump in? Um, but you know, they're, they're definitely like mm-hmm. content creators that have made four, oh, yeah. four hour video solutions to this. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if there's a, there's a new onboarding system in, in Beyond Light, mm-hmm. uh, with the Cosmodrome coming back. So, so maybe that will be part of it, but I don't know. It's as, as someone who does play a lot of Destiny, just to speak to it, it's cool. New, new subclasses, which it's been a couple of years. It's been That's since very cool. Forsaken since we got new subclasses. Um, uh, well, it's it's honestly been since the Taken King since we got a true new subclass. Um, be, mm-hmm. because Forsaken just added. That's when they gave all the classes the third element, right? Yeah, the, the solar the class elements. they were missing. Uh, yeah, which was a big moment, and there was a huge side quest for it. And they, they do a, a similar thing. Obviously, Destiny 2 kind of reset all the, the skill trees, and then uh, Forsaken added it like a new tree each subclass which was dramatically different than than the previous ones so but this is a whole new thing that, that's a, a bit more customizable uh darkness powers ice powers there will probably be weapons and, and enemies with that um elemental type as well it's going to be kind of in the world now which is very exciting um begins the season of the hunt uh mm-hmm. which is the this new season that starts with beyond light uh i don't know too much about the season of the hunt itself but um, Beyond Light, obviously, we're going to Europa. It's cool. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the raid is. I'm excited to to get the gang back together and, and try raiding. I'm excited to see um, if if we can get some more people into it and, and play with more people. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked to to jump in again because I I do like the gameplay. Like I I'm a big Diablo fan, so looter grinds and stuff are are my jam. Um, but it, it's. A lot of I get the same kind of not hesitation but uh, reluctance to hop on and play by myself, um, just because it's one of those games that I've played like with friends before and it's so much more fun. Like when you do have a fire team, yeah. Then just going through public events, shooting random uh, vex and things, and then it's like okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm logging off. I get that. I, I've definitely. Um, I think recently I've been definitely with you on that. Um, but it's also like when I was less depressed, uh, Destiny Two was like a good like Zen out. That that was my podcast mm-hmm. game, and now I have so many alternatives to like spawn here, yeah, or things like that. So so it's hard to justify playing it. I, I think knowing that that so much is about to change. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I understand. I, I think uh, Destiny Two is one of the best play with your buddies games out there. So yeah, I, I get the appeal. We'll make it happen. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Destiny 2 Beyond Light launches on November 10th, um, and it'll be available on Game Pass the same day as no, uh, Series X releases, so get your Destiny on 
and I'm sure you will be able to find our Mr. Mike Burgess and Alex himself playing a lot of Destiny in the coming months. Yes. Uh, working through this. So be sure to check out twitch.tv slash Irrational Passions for all that goodness. Uh, but next up, also on November 10th, is Warhammer Crossbane Slayer Edition. This is takes place in the fantasy version of Warhammer. It's kind of like a Diablo-esque top-down okay. hack-and-slash RPG. Um, I, I swear, I feel like there's a new Warhammer game that comes out every month. Every other month, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Uh, they they just pump these out between and there's like very little fanfare to them it's like oh yeah this is coming oh yeah this is coming oh yeah we did this um but i guess this is a uh, a console port um it was originally released back on pc back in may of last year so huh. so yeah or no it was oh i guess this might just be like a bundle edition like a game of the year because i guess it released on everything back in may of last year so it's also it's like next gen it's probably yeah. it's probably to, to come out on next echo gen. echo software is the developer i'm not super familiar with them but i feel like we brought this game up before <laughs> i feel like when we were talking about something we brought this game up before i don't know why but uh i'm getting deja vu right now i yeah i think crossbait is just one of those maybe maybe it's just like they're they're dumping out uh warhammer games so Yes, so Warhammer Chaos Bane Slayer Edition is coming to uh, next-gen and current-gen platforms on November 10th um, and November 12th on the PS5 in North America and then uh, the PS5 in Europe on November 19th. So if you're a fan of Fantasy Warhammer, uh, check it out. Yeah, maybe it's good. So uh, next and probably... One of the bigger games of the month, uh, and you could probably argue if this is an art, an RPG or not. But nowadays, I think the series has definitely steered very heavily into the RPG genre. Yes, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out on November 10th and November 12th on PS5. So, yeah. So, how are you feeling about this, Scott? I, I'm, I feel like you you've definitely been burned. I think by by Assassin's Creed at this point. Um, I'm, I, I guess I'm honestly the aspect I'm most intrigued to experience is kind of the village building part. Mm-hmm. Um, because I absolutely loved building up the villain in Assassin's Creed too. Totally. Um, yeah. I like some of the things they've they've kind of preached that assassinations are more like old school assassinations again. Um. I'm I'm hesitant. It's like I played partway through Origins and I still have a sealed copy of Odyssey. Yeah. So <laughs> um I get the appeal. I think I'm still in the camp that I feel Valhalla I would be more excited about Valhalla if it was like a new IP and not under the Assassin's Creed. Sure. IP. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the, uh, I like Origins a lot. I, I, it, it's mm. like a little, it's a little long. Um, but it, cause like right after I finish it, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. it was, they were close, but it was just a little long. Um, and then the Odyssey, I gave up on. Um, and it's just like the more I played Odyssey, the less I liked it, I think. And, and, mm-hmm. and that was where I was at, which is kind of like how I felt about, uh, 2018 Scott of War as well. So. Um, 
yeah, I'm I'm hopeful though. I you know this is apparently smaller. It's it's a little more lenient with the stealth stuff that everyone, including mm-hmm. myself, is very critical of. Very very critical of. Um, okay. Which is how Origins was, and Origins was good about that stuff. It was mm-hmm. it was fine, and then they messed it up. They had it right, and then they messed it up. Hopefully, maybe a little bit less loot stuff. Um, a little bit less stuff to do would be appreciated, but uh, they, they've said all of this. They, they've said that they mm-hmm. this is what they're going with it. Uh, and hopefully, it's not just like full of problematic things. <laughs> like that's where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm yeah. excited to play. Honestly, it's, I, the year off from Assassin's Creed was great. I, I thought about trying to replay Odyssey in that time, and I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't. So I'm mm-hmm. ready. I'm ready to play Valhalla. I feel it. I feel it in my bones, but I, I just hope it's good. I'm going to be curious how I take to it coming off of Ghost of Tsushima, which I feel is Assassin's Creed Japan. <laughs> yeah, and 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 equally as problematic, I think. And and yeah. and we need somebody to kind of nail it. You know, I, I need somebody mm-hmm. to come in here and nail it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm I'm anxiously uh, optimistic. I'm, I'm hesitantly optimistic yeah. about this game. Um, I want to see more of it. Um, I pick. I remember picking up Black Flag with the launch of my PS4. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be snagging this. Honestly, between Miles Morales and a game that we will be talking about shortly, I don't know how much time I'll... Like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will have to be really good yes. to make me not want to play those other games instead. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm of the same mind. Um, so, but I'm hopeful. But yes, you can be. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, but yes, you'll be able to play as the Viking Ivor Lady or Dude version, uh, starting Eivor. on November 10th. Ivor. Sorry, uh, I, starting I, on November 10th. Brandon Jones has been corrected on that <laughs> on DZLS oh, no podcast twelve times. So I was like, let me make sure it gets out there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But yes, coming out on November 10th for most platforms, and then November 12th on the PlayStation 5 in North America, and PS5 in Europe on November 19th. Now a game getting a next-gen port is Maneater, the shark, man-eating shark RPG that released earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, to, to surprisingly good reviews. Um, yeah, you, know, you know who is the number one Maneater fan? Hmm. Uh, my my very best friend Damian Brown, my roommate, <laughs> who oh, yeah. fucking loves this game. Um, and I told him like, dude, this is gonna be out on next gen day. Well, like they're gonna they're gonna up it to next gen. And he's like, oh fuck, I gotta see this. And I'm like, all right, all right, maybe we can split it and play it on, yeah. on Xbox or something. So yeah, I watched him play a good amount of this game. You know, he he was obsessed. Mm-hmm. He did all the things, completed all the side quests, got all the... Uh, the I, I don't know if he ended up getting the Platinum Trophy, but I don't think he has any other Platinum Trophies. If he does, <laughs> this would be the one. So, yeah, I'm... That is my only relation to Bandit, but it seems yeah. cool. It, uh... Yeah. It was running on a, a regular PS4 <laughs> when I was watching my roommate Ooh, play it. Those fans. And, uh, it did not look that great, but it looked good, so I'd, I'd be excited to see this with, like, ray tracing at 60 FPS or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking wild. Yeah. So be sure to check out Man Eater and Eat Some People uh, on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on November 10th on Xbox platforms and November 12th on PS5 in North America and November 19th in Europe. Mm. Now, one of the big games that I know a ton of people are super hyped for. Yes. um, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. 
Yeah, the the, uh, the soft reboot here. RPG, the turn-based RPG reboot. Well, not reboot, but successor or beginning of a new arc. Restart for the Yakuza franchise. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 all those things. It's a uh, it's continuation. It's cool. It's a, a new, we got yeah. a new hero who, who likes Dragon Quest, <laughs> um, uh, which is a great. What a great feature of a person like a character in a video game. <laughs> like he's a big Dragon Quest fan. Um, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, and I couldn't tell you either. It's a whole new adventure with a whole new battle system and everything. I'm I'm honestly pretty stoked. I the only yeah. Yakuza game I played. Uh, was Yakuza 6, <laughs> um, which, like, I they, they do a very good job of, like, here's what's happened. Like, here's, you're, you fucked mm-hmm. up by getting, starting here, but here's what happened to get you here uh, at the very beginning of that game. So I, I was kind of caught up on the main plots of, like, Yakuza 4, 5, and 6, or 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of looked up generally what happened without spoiling myself too much uh, from the other games. Um, but that was Kiryu's last game, you know, uh, the dragon, the dragon of Tojima, uh, himself. Uh, that was his final game. It was a, it was a beautiful send off. As, as someone who came into that game, I ended that game fucking crying my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was wonderful. Um, it was it was definitely one of my favorite like father parent like parent stories uh, in video games. Uh, and and I'm really excited for to like. I've been waiting for kind of like a fresh jumping in point that I don't have to like commit to five to six mm-hmm. 20 plus hour games. Uh, and it seems like Yakuza Like a Dragon is totally at that point for me and many other people. So, Yeah. I'm excited for this. Uh, I have the Yakuza games I just haven't played. I've played part of the first one, but 2021 is going to be my, my Yakuza year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the best time to play through. I'm thinking for me too. If we if we end up playing uh, playing them together, we'll we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. So, but I'm I'm a big fan of job like job systems mm-hmm. RPGs. Yeah. So the fact that this has job classes and stuff um, inc- makes me incredibly interested. Um, so I'm anxious to try it out eventually. I doubt I'll I won't be playing it on November 10th. Yeah, um, other stuff's going on, unfortunately. But. Other a lot of other stuff's going on, but November tenth is coming out for Xbox Series X. Uh, the next gen Xbox games on November tenth, and PS4 and PC as well on November tenth. The PS5 version will be coming out next year. There is some exclusivity there, so, but it's still backwards compatible. It'll still run PS5s. But. Yeah, and your save won't carry over to the PS5 version. Be warned. Yeah. So give that a check out if you are a fan of the Yakuza series and RPGs. Uh, it should be very, very good. Now, probably the game mm. you're most excited mm. for and I'm most excited for Feels good. this month. <laughs> Feels uh, good. Definitely the biggest one from the PS5 launch lineup. The only true PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yes, this is true. Demon Souls, the Demon Souls remake by Blue Point. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, like that we've reacted to this game, we've talked about this game. What more can you say? Yeah. Look at the look at this game. <laughs> like we we yeah. the we're talking about a lot of, about this game recently this week because uh, this interviews kind of came out and just hearing. Uh, Blue Point, you know, how how much they they respected <laughs> the the original mm-hmm. vision of this game, and but also how much work they put into like 
trying to recreate it and make it like kind of astounding to see like to be motion oh, yeah. motion capture recording animate like attack animations and keeping it timed with the original yeah, but doing but, new ones that are like equally yeah. as timed is so it's yeah. so much work <laughs> like that's so yeah. crazy and also having like all the models and stuff of the original game in there as well that you can toggle to yeah that's um, crazy it's like so in essence you're getting two games in a single package with this yeah very much master chief collection like, like kind of taking yeah. a little a bit from that which is great because shadow didn't have that but i don't, I don't think you need it um it was kind of true to that that art style in a, in a significant mm-hmm. enough way but yeah just and it, like also being able to hear because i don't think they've done like a big interview like this maybe they, they probably talked about shadow after it came out but i didn't see that but like, hearing them talk about how their approach to remaking games and, and kind of their philosophy about it, of like trying to really respect the original vision. Um, and, and that was like, they're mm-hmm. knowing that that was kind of their take on shadow as well. And I remember people were like, Oh, they're going to add the, the Colossi that got cut. And I'm like, no, I mean like, this is blue point. This is their, their kind of credo to not even try and futz with that stuff. Um, and, and, and hearing that they, they at least talked about it uh, with the, the broken archstone mm-hmm. demon souls and, and possibly adding in a new world. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things, like, I get it. It's a bummer that there's not more to this, but also, like, that makes this truly just Demon Souls, and, and that's a great thing. Well, and then there's the fractured mirror world that you'll be able to do. You still have... Which just seems like a nightmare. The... This just seems like yeah. Mario Kart mirror nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be crazy, and then you'll still be able to do the 3v3 fights. and Yeah, upping the player count is really cool. Um, yeah and and makes a lot of sense uh i'm very worried about uh invasions in this game <laughs> i i it was kind of the, the things about the souls games that got better it was like uh they happened over time and invasions were, were pretty wild west in demon mm-hmm. souls back in the day like if you truly play this game in 2009 like it was a it was out of control to be fair like like it could get really bad so i i you know there's an offline mode and and it's a little tougher to to not play with friends so hopefully they've done some stuff to to make it at least not feel unfun yeah i'm uh, just glad they kept the uh yellow monk yep fight boss and fight. world tendency all of it yep they're like it, it's in yeah whatever you're worried about don't even worry it's in we're doing it and it's like, oh my god, this game is... People are gonna it's... flip out, I think, when they play this game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm calling it now, I, I genuinely think there are enough people that are getting this console that have never played Demon Souls and never even heard people talk about this stuff in Demon Souls, that's crazy, Yeah, that are gonna see this stuff firsthand and be like, this is astounding. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, at least I hope so. I'm just waiting for people to be upset that it's not that it's more level based as opposed to a sprawling open world. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, um, which it's like it's okay. That's that's fine. We're still giant areas. Yeah, which was my my thing um, when like a- after Dark Souls One came out, I was always like I, I kind of preferred the Dark Souls formula. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited to be able to go back to to Demon Souls in a way because like. I definitely went back, but you know it's a technically flawed game on on PlayStation Three. So so to be able to revisit it in this way that's that's hopefully pure and also like perfected 
is yeah. is really just I'm gonna absolutely play that for that sixty FPS mode. Just Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Super, super excited. Expect Expect the next month's December syllabus to basically just be an hour of yes. plus of Alex and I talking about Demon Souls. Trading so stories. Just, just be warned. <laughs> yeah. Just be warned. And you can be assured that there will be some sort of streaming goodness up as well over on our Twitch site. So be sure to check that out yeah. as well. Um, but that comes out day and date with the PS4, both in North America and Europe. So November 12th in North America and November 19th in Europe. And the uh, black sheep of the, the PS5 action RPG launch, Godfall, published by Gearbox. This action looter sword game uh, has some cool a designs. Slusher. A slusher. <laughs> a slusher. Yeah, I like it. That sounds dirty. It, it sounds awful. <laughs> slusher sounds very dirty. Um, but yes, that also comes out on the same day as... Uh, Demon Souls. Yeah, tough, tough has, competition there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it. Uh, I like kind of the aesthetic of it, but it hasn't done anything to wow me. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued because I like kind of the genre, but I'm not like, oh my god, I need this game. Over I think Demon Souls. It's tough. Like you know, I think there is just a very strong possibility that Godfall is just kind of an just okay game and that's why every time mm-hmm. they show it it just looks like an okay game you know it looks like okay this, yeah this looks fine looks like kind of event almost i would compare it to like avengers kind of clunky combat yeah um and that's it and then you get loot and stuff and you probably just you know we don't even know if it's open world we don't know like if it's level based yeah. if it's just your repeating missions if there's like 10 missions in this game and that's it like that's kind of the vibe that you get mm-hmm. And you're just redoing them with your friends, and then maybe they they patch in a raid three weeks from now. But like, yeah, it's just like I think they just need to be honest and sell this game as like this is a mindless fun beat 'em up yeah. games on launch day with your best friends, and it, it'll be a good time because of that. Like, I, I but I feel like they're they're trying to sell they're trying to sell it as way more than that, and I just <laughs> I just don't think it is. You know, like Bife is doing um, more videos for this game, um, mm-hmm. and and you know like. I know that's only happening because they hired him and they were like, please, you know, like spread the good word of, of these cool line masks. Um, and, and I think that's cool, but I just think you're trying too hard. You know, like that's, I know that's super cynical, but, yeah. but I, I think this would have done great as like a February or a January game. Like sure. Give the other games a few months to kind of people to play and kind of start getting tired of. And then, Oh, I, I got money for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. What what do I want to buy? Oh, this this game looks kind of cool. If I want to put um, on my like super businessman, super cynic hat, like this definitely feels like a game that's like put these cool dudes with swords on the box. We'll put it out before <laughs> Christmas, and people will buy it for their kids for their new their new consoles. Like I really feel like that. Oh yeah, and that that gives me the feeling that, it, and there's a possibility the game's all right. Um, you know that has happened to good games certainly, but I, I, it gives me the hope that maybe it'll get like this second wind right after Christmas, and and maybe we can truly see in December, like toward the end of the year, if if Godfall has what it takes. Yeah, that's as um, optimistic as I'm gonna get for Godfall. Though. Yeah, it. 
I think it's death knell was when it was revealed that Demon Souls was coming out the same day. Yeah, rough, rough stuff. And and I had a a, a coworker of mine, the, the the only coworker of mine that's really kind of into video games and, and it, into the industry to a, a somewhat extent. Kind of messaged me today and said like he's super excited for Godfall. I'm like, all right, it's working. Because he doesn't like Souls games, so like mm-hmm. it's I I think to the, to the folks that don't like those kinds of games and know that Demon Souls is that kind of game. There are plenty of them. Um, certainly, I, I those people are bad mouthing Bloodborne on Twitter right now. Um, then maybe Godfall appeals to those folks. Yeah. I don't Real know. quick side I don't tangent: these Do you think performance of Bloodborne is going to be really good in that PlayStation Classics bundle thing that you can get on PS5? Really hoping so, because I think that game ran at an unlocked frame rate. Um, so if we apply the the kind of Series X uh, situation to the PS5 backwards compatibility, then it should just run up to its maximum frames, which would probably be 60 uh, if it's if, if it's got a soft cap. So possibly, and that that's very exciting. It'll certainly be less framey, I think. There, there are definitely mm-hmm. a, a ton of framey sections. No, no Dark Souls one, but. Uh, definitely had some some rough patches when there was a lot of blood yeah. blood spraying on the screen so i don't know i know i'm gonna fucking download it and find out <laughs> so oh, hell yeah i will i will report back as soon as i know oh i'll be right there with you dude i i still have never beaten bloodborne so i think this is oh. the perfect opportunity yes. to just like after demon souls sink uh sink some teeth into uh bloodborne on ps5 i think that's my plan Yes, I fully endorse this. If you need a, I've sherpa many a folk through Bloodborne. So if you ever Excellent. need need somebody to, to hang out, I'm there. Ring that bell. Uh, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, but yes, Godfall is also on November 12th on day and date launch for the PS5 in North America and Europe. So the 12th and the 19th as well. Next up, we have uh, a smaller kind of indie looking game on the PC called The Fellowship Saga. Um... It looks, it's a first-person turn-based RPG kind of in, uh, I guess it uses the D&D 5th edition rule set. Um, make your characters, adventure around. Looks kind of interesting. Um, looks, I mean, it definitely looks like an indie game. Uh, um, but uh, it looks like it's possible. Or maybe it was an outdated list because on the Steam page it now says it's uh, release date is March second, twenty twenty one. So uh, forget that. Let it that. cook. It is. Let it, it cook. It is not November tw- November seventeenth. That is just kidding. That one's going right back in the oven. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That one will be and, ready in March. Yeah. In a game we talked uh, a bit in detail last month. Uh, unexpected delays happened. Uh, unexpected delay. We were delayed going to be talking the about week another before game Thursday. Today, <laughs> yeah. Uh, delayed to the week before Thanksgiving. Strangely. World of Warcraft Shadowlands PC got delayed to November 23rd. Yeah. Okay. Just so, go listen to last month's our discussion on that how it even more I think people I saw posts of people saying it's like I didn't even realize it was supposed to come out like this week. Yeah, that, that um, was my feeling going into the last last month's episode was like I mm-hmm. forgot that this game was happening in this expansion. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like it's just been been lost a lot, and even more so with coming out now after the new systems. Um, yeah, it just it still feels just like a 
big DLC update. More than a full-blown expansion. That's where I still stand. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really think that this might just hurt this game more than it helps it, honestly. Um, just being around new consoles and everything, and, and especially being, like, right when Thanksgiving happens. But also, Thanksgiving during the pandemic, maybe a lot of people will be at home. So, who knows? Yeah. It still sucks that Blizzard not only is needs to uh, hire 2,000 more people a year after they basically fired 2,000 people, but they're also having the Blizzard team work so close to the holiday, even if they are working from home. Yeah. Uh, that that's a that's a dick move. Much like another company that that delayed a game out of this month. Yeah. Uh, lots of lots of dick moves from companies lately. Yeah, a lot of a lot of crunch is probably happening from home as well, which is which people it, I I've I know from experience that like when you work from home, it's hard to like stop mm-hmm. working uh, and, and, and just log off, especially if you live alone. So. Yep. Yeah, it, so, it's, it's tough times. I, I, hearts go out to the developers if, if you're having yes. a tough one right now. Take care of yourself first and foremost. No game is worth your health. Yeah. That's that's my stance. That's the stance of Professor RPG. And his assistant. So. Yeah, and his assistant. Um, but next, that will do it for the video games. But we also have on November 17th for the tabletop crowd, the tabletop RPG crowd, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, the big kind of additional supplement for Dungeons and Dragons is coming out. I'm super stoked for this one. It's expanding subclasses, giving more character options, Ooh, um, introducing group patrons, brand new spells, artifacts, and magic tattoos, some new expanded rule options, and a bunch of puzzles. This will be a great addition to any of your core like handbook, monster manual stack of books. I'm super stoked for this. Um, yeah, this is very cool. I, I had not heard about this. What a, what a yep. great name, also. <laughs> yep. And it's just got this wizard chick on the cover in by her cauldron and the spell book. It's yeah, I know cool. I know her spell, the one spell that she has, or at least one of the spells that she has, and it's very uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. very interesting. So um, Tasha's oh, yeah. hideous tentacles or whatever. Um, yeah, that's cool. I I, any, I I wish I knew some of the rules changes or, or expansions that would be... Uh, one thing that me. I believe they are adjusting has to do with racial traits, mm-hmm. and for those that don't play, each race usually comes with um, bonuses specifically because of that race. Like elves have better eyesight, de- like dexterity and um, constitution or something, because they're yeah, smart and humans like get extra whatnot. languages and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but now what you can do if you want is take those bonuses away, but then apply it. You can put plus two in one stat and plus one in another stat, regardless. So I remember. I think that's one of the changes. So you, you can kind of customize. Could you do it into like a feat as well? Uh, no. This is just the racial uh, feats or the racial. Uh, I know. But I mean, you could have trading a, your racial feature for a feat. <laughs> just have yeah. extra feats. Uh, I mean, you could potentially. I mean, I think that would be more of a house rule. Yeah, house rule could probably do that. Yeah. Um, like trading in your plus two racial feat for a, for a feat. Yeah, that'd be cool. You could do that because I mean, like when you level up and you get skill point up. Upgrades, yeah, when you get a plus two, you could also trade you that can, for a feat. So you can do a feat instead. So I, I, I mean, I would roll with that. Yeah. Um, it just helps make your character even more unique and geared towards the, the job that you, uh, 
or the class that you were rolling. So yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love these big, like expansion of the rules and giving you new classes and character options. These these are the things that really gets me excited. Yeah, as a, as a recent true believer, diehard D and D guy <laughs> that has no one to play. Well, people to play with, but but no time to play. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it as well. So. Um, I'm just hoping. I'm hoping next year, sometime they'll release a uh, a supplement for epic level things, like post level twenty content, post game like new spells. Yeah, Hero- heroic, like they, heroic. They've done that quests, for yeah. Yeah, like I want to be on par with like a demigod kind of thing. Like make me like what can I do if I'm level twenty five? Yeah, like what crazy shit? Like that's what I want. But until next year, we'll see. That is going to do it, though, for another Syllabus episode, November's Syllabus of RPG University. Man. Big month. Good time. It's going to be a big month. Yeah. We're so excited. I mean, like, we got mm-hmm. all this stuff we're going to do, all the all these games we're going to play, check out, hopefully things that we'll be streaming together, and um, yeah, uh, tons and tons of stuff that, that's going on, so... Uh, plus, uh, we we will not. It's worth noting. We, we will not be doing extra life uh, on the tenth. We're gonna be doing something else. We'll talk about soon. But um, a lot of folks will be doing extra life. Um, just go look out. Shout out to that. Ch- uh, check out anybody that you want to watch and donate. That's on the the tenth. I think is the or around then. Sometime yes, around then. That weekend. Yeah, like or like the next seven. weekend. A weekend. Or a week from when this releases. Yeah, so definitely look out for those streams and and support folks and, and support uh, the Children's Miracle Network and, and all that. So, Yeah. Well, Alex, thank you once again for joining me uh, on a, this episode. Yeah. It's always fun to talk nerd with you, my friend. Oh, yeah, these are the best. These are like my little beginning of the month treat. <laughs> Your little candy. <laughs> yeah, little, little, my little candies. It's it's Hollow's Eve right now, so it's, it's spooky yeah. vibes as well. There you go. There you go. So, but thank you once again. If you've stuck around to the end of the episode, I very much appreciate it. You've helped return light to the crystals and unlocked a new job class. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform because we would really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like to hear us talk about or be a guest on RPG University, tweet at RationalPod with the hashtag RPGUniversity. And until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed.